grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. Brandon says, here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. Quick rundown of the show. If you're new to the show, I am sober now, but I used to be a real heavy drinker, big into partying. And my favorite thing about that was talking about it, sharing stories, hanging out with friends. So that's what the podcast is all about, reminiscing on old stories, kind of catching up with some friends. I will normally be joined by a guest, and today is no different. I am joined by the hilarious comedian, YouTuber sensation, Jake Rico. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Not much. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be on. <laughs> Promote everything you got going on up front. Oh, right up front? We yeah. right up, I don't even have to be funny yet? No, not oh, at all. Just, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I guess I'm the most popular way to find me. If you just go to YouTube, I've had a lot of videos explode there out of nowhere. Um, if you play Call of Duty Warzone, you might have seen my face already. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just my name, Jake Ricca, J-A-K-E-R-I-C-C-A. If you just looked it up on every form of social media, you'll see me. And it's starting to pick up steam. That's Beautiful. It. And yeah, I also this... have a podcast as well. Should I plug that? Yeah, go ahead. Sounds working. Okay, um, Cup of Jokes podcast. I do it with another comedian from Orlando called Joe Santabella. Oh, I said called that. I was kidding. I, I call him that. I'm sure we all call him that if you met him. Yeah. It's called Cup of Jokes. It's a goofy podcast. But yeah. Those are what do you guys things. talk about on Cup of Jokes? Uh, we don't really have a. See, you, you're a little more professional where you like have, you know, like a set rhythm. It's like, okay, we're going to make sure the shit flows. He just kind of says real dumb shit and I make him stop kind of. Okay. Like, <laughs> just call him out on it. And we just kind of talk shit. And if like something happens in the news, like like when the Capitol happened, oh, you got to address that. You yeah. Know? That's it. We just really talked. If we have shows, he also he works at the Orlando Improv, so he'll constantly be hanging out with like when Russell Peters came to town. He was like he went and he did a guest spot and got to go out to eat and hang out with the dude. Oh, that's awesome! So he gets to meet a lot of like bigger names. Surprisingly, it's crazy. <laughs> that's cool, man. So you do comedy now here, um, based out of Orlando. Yeah. Um, what brought you to like? How, I always like my guests to kind of get to, or my audience to kind of get to know the guests a little bit before we get into the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, what, why did you start comedy? Like, where did that even come from? Like, have you always liked comedy? Cause I know with the YouTube thing, that's, that's really blowing up. And so that seems yeah. like something, have you always been a performer or did you want to do stand up? And then during the quarantine kind of pivoted to making videos or how did all this start? I always wanted to do comedy in some way. I was just kind of a, just afraid of it. Just a, okay. lot, a lot of people are just afraid to <laughs> talk in front of people. I was afraid to talk in front of like the class, but if I was like sitting down in the classroom and the teacher asked a question, I'd be the first person to raise my hand and say the stupidest shit that came to my head. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was in there and I always, I got good at making people laugh and I kind of put it on the back burner because I was trying to play football in high school. Okay. And if you did something bad or did something wrong in high school, you had to run sprints. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. Okay. I'm good to curse, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Just make it. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify before I go crazy. And um, yeah, so... I kind of put it off, got to college, blew my knee out. Did Couldn't, you play? Did you go to UCF to play football? I went to UCF um, just to go to UCF, and then okay. I actually walked on. Okay. And my issue was I walked on without knowing I had torn my ACL. Oh, so you tore it in high school and you had no idea. Yeah. I No, no, no. I tore it in high school, got sur- what's it called? Got surgery, walked, went to UCF thinking I was good to go and I yeah, can just train. Okay. 
tried walking on and they saw my highlight tape. I had a 4.0 at the time. They're like, Damn. there's a free 300 pound body at six, three with a good highlight tape. Just yeah. Come on to the team. Like don't, I didn't have to do a tryout. I was just training with them in like the weight room. I was like literally like part of the team. And then two weeks go by and I couldn't keep up. And they're like, you need to work on your knee or like take care of yourself. Like get in better shape and come back out next season. Okay. And I was like, all right, fine. They basically said, fuck off. Like yeah. go take care of yourself trained for a whole year think i'm ready to go i go to a doctor to get cleared and he goes yeah you tore your acl again oh my god and so you've been doing all that training and stuff and yeah you just... i tore it without knowing it yeah well because you played offensive line i'm assuming o-line yeah. yeah yeah so you wouldn't have even you wouldn't have known until you tried to get out there and pivot on it or something yeah i'm not like running routes and yeah, shit. Exactly. i'm like flipping yeah, yeah, yeah. tires i'm doing squats everything's stationary i'm not doing anything crazy so i was able to do everything and then i just i happened to tear it again they were like yeah you're you're torn. <laughs> oh man, that fucking that yeah. breaks my heart. No, that's fine. I, I went uh, right from that into the solid big fat guy move and went into bouncing. Yeah, you know that's the, <laughs> the solid backup plan. Me and Marcus always make a joke whenever we go anywhere because we always wear black shirts and jeans because mm-hmm. we're both bigger guys. And if we just stand at the door of anywhere, people always stop and show their IDs. And it's like we could probably tell people like this show is five dollars and get away with it for a while you can it does work (laughs) you can just collect ids and shit yeah Yeah. just be like five dollars it's never a cover there's a band tonight guys there's a band tonight later later there's a band i've checked people's ids to walk into the bathroom just to fuck with them really yeah (laughs) just standing there and they're like i've been wearing like a like a white shirt and someone's just like am i good to go here i was just like no fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i don't work here (laughs) so that's awesome so um the football thing falls apart. Yeah. And so did you, what did you major in at UCF? What were you going to school for? Like uh, business. Okay. Cause I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. That was, I was in the same boat. I yeah. started at business cause everyone in my family is like, you got to do business or marketing. Mm-hmm. And then I took like two political science classes and I was like, this is so much more fun to me than oh, wow. business. So I changed majors and then now I wait tables. So it all works out. Yeah. See, um, I, I originally went in with like, I wanted to do psychology. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my initial major, like, when I checked off and you had to choose what track. Yeah. But I was still doing my, like, gen ed, so it was completely wide open. Yeah. And I was just, like, after a year of it, I was just realizing, like, unless I get my own practice, psychology is going to be, like, a hard business decision, you know, or, like, a hard place to, like, make a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. You got to really, like, give a shit about that if you want to make some money. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll I'll go into business. Yeah. Because it's super wide open. And then did that while bouncing and... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I did for college. So did you um, when you where did the comedy come in? So you said that you were always kind of the funny guy mm-hmm. in high school, but you didn't want to get in too much trouble because you didn't want to run sprints. So when you get to college, are you like I'll, I'll start going to open mics? Did you take a class? Like how did that? What happened? Um, I was always always wanted to. I was like kind of dabbling in it, but I was afraid of like failing. Yeah, I was afraid of telling people I'm gonna try to do it. And then they find out I failed at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's always like the biggest fear. So like I, I like like dip my foot in it little by little. Like my senior year, I took a um, what's it called? I took actually an acting class at UCF, like okay. one of the drama classes. And my excuse that I was telling other people, even though they didn't ask, I was just like, I'm doing this because of this. Yeah. And they, they were just like, <laughs> You're what? Nothing. <laughs> just, Nobody gives a shit. I was I was just saying, yeah, I'm taking acting because I have to give presentations in business class so i don't want to fuck up <laughs> that's like marcus was telling me some of the people that do the stand-up class they they do the same thing they're like no i'm doing this for work it's like are you no are you, you you've always wanted to just admit that you were a pussy yeah that's i that's my i don't know maybe it's because I, I, you played football oh, and yeah. stuff 
So they just hammer in you. It's just like, you got to admit that you're a bitch so you can get better. Yeah. And it's like, you're a bitch right now. Train and you'll be better. So that's like, I guess, the mindset I brought over to it. Yeah. Of like, I was afraid of even admitting I wanted to try. So you started doing acting classes and then... I'm, I'm curious as you just because you're you've been in the Orlando area this whole time. Yeah. Did you grow up here or did you? I grew up in South Florida. Like okay. Palm Beach, Boca Raton area. I came okay. up here for school. Yeah, I went to FAU. I know that area. Oh, okay. I spent a go. lot of time in Gun Club. In Gun Club. Oh, I kind of know where that is. It's the county jail. Oh, that's Palm Beach yeah. I, that's why it's, I know that name. It's on Gun Club Road. Okay. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I spent a lot of time down there. Uh, I went to school down there for five years and got my first DUI and then ran from probation and then got caught. And you have to finish whatever it is you get sentenced to in the county you were originally arrested. Wow. So I had a fun trip back to Palm Beach County. Damn. <laughs> like, like six years later. On like a bus or just a normal car? Or... No, so it's really shitty. So what they do is um, we get pulled over. We were driving to an AA meeting. This is when I was living in the halfway house. And um, the officer was like, that's where I have that joke about um, – when a cop asks you for your license and registration, don't say this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Francis got key says, I don't got to show you shit. Like, don't mm-hmm. say, don't tell them that that whole joke originated because the cop asked me for my ID. And I said, you don't need to see my ID. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. You don't need to see my ID. Cause I knew I had a warrant. Cause I knew I ran from probation. Yeah. So I'm in Duval County, Jacksonville. So they obviously, eventually he gets my ID. They guns drawn, get out of the car, get out of the car. Because it's a warrant. I mean, I understand it's a warrant, but it's a third degree misdemeanor, man. Like everybody relax. But uh, yeah, but why did he even need to see your ID? Like dead ass. Well, because I had, didn't have my seatbelt on, so he's gonna write me a ticket for not oh, wearing my seatbelt. Cunt. Yeah. Oh my god. So um, <laughs> so I knew so I had shitty. the warrant, so I, I did all that <laughs> bullshit, and then um, but then so you go to Duval County, and then they have to transfer you. So that takes like two days. So I spend two days in Duval County, and then they put you in a van. But it's not like a, a big comfortable van. It's not like a bang bus style van. It's very much like a <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, like like literally there's stalls in the van and you have to like crunch up. I'm six one, so I'm I'm not as big as you, but I'm six one at the time I was like two thirty. Yeah. So you have to like crunch up thirty six hours like this. Cause you have to stop in every county on the way down to pick up and drop off prisoners. Well, it's kind of like the bang bus van because you are getting fucked on it. Yeah. I teed it up and then you hit it out. Yeah, there we go. I got um, Yeah, throw it up. I'll, I'll throw it down. <laughs> but uh, Kobe to Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, yeah, so that was the worst. So, yeah, that's how I ended up back in Palm Beach County. What uh, brought you to UCF? Was you just wanted to get out of South Florida? Because FAU's right there, FIU's right there. Yeah, I, I just wanted to – move out yeah i wanted to just like experience college and i didn't really have like a go-to plan of like i'm dying to go to this school i'm dying to go to this one but ucf seemed really cool and there was a girl i fucking thought was super hot she loved it she was going there we had kind of had like a thing i was like that's my favorite school too for sure (laughs) i love that school what's your favorite color that's my favorite color (laughs) that band is awesome i'm sorry what band did you say again yeah (laughs) All right, cool. So then um, when did you – do you have, like, a timeline in your head of, like, when you actually started, like, after the acting classes and all that where you just started yeah. doing mics? You were yeah, just like, fuck um, it and you did it? Yeah, 2017. Okay. In 2017, um, what, what eventually pushed me into it was um, something that kind of sucked. My mom passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, man. shitty. Uh, she passed away in 2015, and I got super depressed. I was yeah. fucking sad as shit. And it just got to a point where I eventually – actually stopped caring about what people thought yeah and was like i need to do something to make me happy or i'm not gonna want to live okay it was like that like that kind of like moment of like all right 
what do I actually want to fucking do? Why? And I started like overanalyzing and thinking, why have I been doing this? Why have I been doing that? And I came to the realization that everything I'd been doing in the past, like the football, like trying to act certain ways, being a bouncer, it was not what I wanted to do is what I thought I wanted other people to see me doing. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, the big strong guy, the yeah, big yeah. cool guy. When really it wasn't me. I was, I always just wanted to be a fucking goofball and be yeah. funny. It's so weird how, because this is the first time we've actually sat down and like hung out. We've met each other at shows a couple of times, but this is the first time we sat down. It's shocking to me, and this is why I love doing this podcast, is the parallels that people have in life. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. When I first started playing football, I hated it. I hated the contact. I, I like I grew to love it because it kind of, you know, once you do it long enough, your brain kind of rewires. Yeah. But when I first started playing, man, I was the same way. I was like, I just want to like joke around with my friends. Like, I don't I don't like this at all. But I did it because I was the biggest person in my family. My dad grew up in the Midwest, you know, in Ohio where you play football and I was twice his size. So he was like, my son is going to be like this athlete, like he's going to play. And I never enjoyed it. When I first started playing in Pop Warner, I was like, this hurts. Like, I don't like oh. anything about this <laughs> because I wasn't like an, I was an anxious, depressed kid. Like I didn't have, and I was always angry. But then once I learned how to kind of funnel that into football, then it became fun when I could start, when I, when I finally hit my growth spurt and started, was able to hold my own. Then it was more fun. Yeah. But I remember when I first started playing, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to joke with my friends. And then it's interesting you say about that kind of, almost forgive my phrasing, but like that come to Jesus moment where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Cause I didn't have, I didn't go through anything obviously as tragic as what you went through, but I've talked about this before is when I got sober the last time I was rushed to the ER by a friend. Cause they found me in my bathroom, like on the floor, the doctors tell me, you know, we don't understand how you're alive. Like you should have been dead six hours ago. Like your tolerance is this, this and that anyway. So I'm like, okay, I got to stop doing this. Like I need to get sober for real this time. So I did. Three months into it, I told my sponsor, I go, I'm going to kill myself. Like, if I'm just going to work, because I was working two jobs, I was like, if I'm just going to work every day, going to the gym and going to AA meetings, like, that's, like, what is my life? Like, what is that? Like, what am I doing? It's kind of shitty. Well, and then. That's the way you see it. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) And then he was like, he was like, well, you have to find something you're passionate about. And I was like, well, the only thing that I've ever really cared about was comedy. And the only reason for that is because when I was younger and going through, you know, my anxiety and depression and cutting myself and hurting myself and doing all that dumb shit, I would fall back on comedy. Mitch Hedberg, you know, Stephen Lynch, um, uh, Tom Rhodes, like all those guys, like back in the old school, original Comedy Central Presents days. And so I was that's why I've always loved comedy is because I want to, you know, help other, you know, I want to make people laugh when they're going through shitty times. So that's what he was like, well, why don't you just pursue that? And dude. Ever since then, like you're saying, like it's just been this is it. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, like, you just have kind of a purpose. Yeah. You're like, wow, I look forward to that. Yeah. Constantly. Like you're like if someone like asks you, What do you who are you or what are you doing? You'd be like, Oh, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Or like I'm pursuing comedy. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. It's what I'm doing. And it's so like, crazy <laughs> the fact that like you said, you know, when we first sat down, you were like, well, it's nice to meet you, I guess. But then to have a lot of parallels in common between the football and then the, you know, figuring out about comedy and stuff. Cause I took acting classes too at FAU because same thing. I was like, well, I want to do it, but I don't really know if I'll be any good at it. It's a scary fucking thing. How many friends did you have say you should do comedy Uh, before you actually did it? A a few, quite a few. I had so many. And every single time they said, I I would literally be like, fuck you. Nah, 
Stop messing with me. Like, you're just being a dick. <laughs> my dad still to this day, <laughs> whenever I come home, because I used to do a lot of impressions when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So my dad still to this day when I come home for holidays, you know, he has a couple pops and he's like, hey, Brennan, Brennan, do the Pacino. Do oh, it. Yeah. Do it. Like, like I'm like, same thing as like when you're on stage, though. It's like, do it. Dance, monkey, dance. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the first time I had that moment, my dad had me do the truffle shuffle. Oh, when God. I, was, yeah, I grow fat. My dad brought me with him. So my dad did tile. He brought me with him to pick up his paycheck from his boss who just went to his house to get it. Because the, the guy just took all the money and would write my dad a check. Yeah. And he took him with him. He goes, you got to see this. Jake, do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> he brought you to his <laughs> boss's house? He brought me to his boss's house to fucking do the truffle shuffle. And... <laughs> Oh, that's painful. And I was just so happy that he was laughing and looking at me. Yeah. I was yeah, so yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all about. I remember I almost was not able to walk at my graduation because going to Disney for senior night, jokingly, one of the kids was like, hey, Brennan, moon the other bus. Nice. And everyone, everyone stops and turns and looks. And I was like, well, now I have to. Yeah. Like, everyone's counting on me. And I did it, obviously got kicked off the trip, got sent back to Spruce Creek. And then the principal, I had to sit in with the principal and we had this whole discussion about how. How hilarious it was. (laughs) No. (laughs) If it wasn't for my brother and what he represented to the school, you know, he was there six years before me, but he was an IB, full academic scholarship, was getting his PhD from like Cornell. And it was like, if it wasn't for what your brother did, we wouldn't even think about letting you walk. And but and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. If I would have just trying to get attention, everyone looking at you like, well, now I guess I have to moon the bus. Yeah, I fucking I would fucking kill for attention back then. I don't know why we still do. Yeah, we still do. But now we like we make a point to like work on it. So when someone gives us their attention, it's worth their attention. That's like the goal is to like I go up and eat dick out of Mike so I can figure something out that's going to make people happy. Make people enjoyable yeah, to watch absolutely. it. When I was like, I don't know. I think I just, I think I defaulted to comedy as like a defense oh, yeah. mechanism. I, That's I got all bullied it was for when me. I was super young for being fat. So yeah. I was just like, well, I got to embrace this. I got to find a way. And I just, I made someone laugh. And just from there on out, I was just like, go out of my way to be funny. Yeah. That's, that's amazing because it's literally the same thing it was for me being bullied and stuff at school and then just kind of trying to flip it on its head. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, rabbit that shit. Yeah, exactly. Kind of unintentionally, you just do that. You're like, I gotta be funny. If everyone's gonna look at me and they're gonna be mean to me, well, then if I can make them laugh, it's it's interesting too. Um, like middle school and high school, same hierarchy as jail. <laughs> same exact thing. Like Go when on. you when you get in there, everyone's like kind of looking at you, like who the fuck's this guy? And then they kind of test you. But then if you can make everybody laugh, you're in. You're good. Oh, cool. All yeah. Right. So just if anything ever comes up. <laughs> Good point, yeah. But I did, speaking of being arrested, I did want to ask you about, um, you got arrested, how long ago was this, for the weed that wasn't yours? Um, This was um, going into senior year or beginning of senior year, I can't remember. Of high school? Yeah, of of high school. I was 17, and (laughs) my fat ass got arrested in the (laughs) driving out of a Taco Bell. So that's a (laughs) fit. It was me and the other fattest kid in school. So... (laughs) (laughs) Was this at like two in the morning? Is this in the afternoon? Or? It was pretty late. It must have been like somewhere, probably like, oh, probably at least like somewhere between 10 and 12 at night. Okay. I had snuck out that night and we, I was driving my buddy and he sold at the time. And we, we when you say snuck out, did you guys sneak out to go to a party or you just snuck out just to go I think drive I around? I snuck out. Like we were going to go to a party. I can't remember the specifics, but I did sneak out to hang out with him. I was okay. like, 
just like either go to a party or just to smoke. I can't remember. Okay. But he was just like, yeah, I'll pick you up. I was like, perfect. And um, sneak out, go to hang out with the dude. We get high as fuck. Car reeks. And we go to Taco Bell because that's what fat dudes do. Yeah. And we get Taco Bell. We're pulling out. Uh, I think he must have rolled a stop sign or something, but a cop pulls us over. The car fucking stinks. Like, we're, we're not idiots. We're like... We're fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. And the, he was really cool about it. The, the dude who was driving. Yeah. We got pulled over. Officer goes, you've been smoking weed? He goes, officer. Yeah. Like, you, you want me to lie to you? Like, yeah. He, I, everything in the car is mine. Here's all the weed. I don't know what else to tell you. You got us. <laughs> and the cop Damn. was like super cool about it, except because the weed was within arm's reach of me. Even though the person driving said everything in the car is mine, he gave me constructive possession. Which what I didn't think was I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> it means I get in trouble and my Xbox gets taken away. That's what that fucking means. Okay? It means I have to miss practice and go to court. And then, Jesus and then my parents lie to my football coach and say he has family things. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So was it a written arrest? Like a ticket arrest or like a like a, a written arrest. My okay. parents came to pick me up and the cops were like you're, they knew they could tell I was terrified. I was fucking a, little, a fat white kid from Boca. Yeah, I was terrified of police. I was just like, oh, oh my god, I didn't want to get in trouble. Not for like a real reason to be terrified, but like yeah. I was like, oh, my parents will get mad like that. And my the guy when he puts me in handcuffs, he realizes I'm like struggling. He's like, I'm gonna put your cuffs in the front so you don't break your hands. He doesn't want me to like sit on it, <laughs> and he just puts me in the guy's car, takes my shit down. But then yeah, the next like six months sucked. I had to like work tile with my dad like all summer. Oh, so just that to pay off the court bills. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. So that was what they made you do. Did you have any other consequences once you went to court though? No, the the case got dropped because they were like, we like we literally we hired a a family friend who was a lawyer. Yeah, Boca Raton. I got you. Yeah, yeah, Boca. Yeah, and um, I, I, we didn't come from a lot of money, but we lived where rich people were. Oh, yeah. we had rich friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, they they ended up just dropping the case. Like the part, the the office, the. Basically, the officers didn't show up. Okay. They just dropped it. I didn't even have to get it expunged from my record. Damn. But they just they just wanted to give me something. Yeah. It's a dick move. Yeah, like, my I nights got going, arrested. I'm stressed the fuck out. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen to me right now? And then it just all goes away. Yeah, it's insane relief. But up until that point, you're just like, fuck, man. But it didn't go away for your parents. No. No, not so at all. So you said six months of tiling with your dad. Yeah, just to pay off everything. Yeah, and then did you, you said your Xbox got taken away? Yeah. Just full on grounded, no going out, no nothing? All I, all your I senior to, year? Senior year. It was just like, <sighs> yeah, you all you can do is do football, which was fine. Did football, did all that stuff. But it was just like, it, and then they got to the point where it was just like, you're almost 18. There's weed. Yeah. You know? Okay. So they kind of. Like, yeah, they kind of. My mom never really smoked. But my dad did. Okay. So he was just like, yeah, it's whatever. My mom was more mad that I called my dad instead of her. Oh, really? She was just like, why'd you call him? <laughs> like, first Were your parents said. together at the time? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she was, she was uh, just. Come to- together until um, she passed. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. So she was just pissed off that you didn't call her. She was mad at me. That was the first thing. She was at home crying. Why didn't you call me instead? Oh, my God. Like, that's terrible. Like, that's why you're mad at me? Oh, uh, man. I know one of the only numbers I have memorized is to this day at 33 is my mom's cell phone number. Yeah. So I still my whenever mom's, it, my mom's, my dad's, my brother's and like two or three friends. It's my mom and my ex fiance. So that's a really weird call when I got my second DUI and I couldn't get a hold of my mom. Mm-hmm. And I had to call my ex fiance and be like, 
hey, can you call my sisters? <laughs> like, I can't get a hold of anybody. I don't know anybody else's number but yours and hers. So can you make these calls for me? <laughs> yeah, please. Like, help me out a little bit. <laughs> She's like, this is why I left you, just so you know. Yeah. I was like, I understand, but can you make the calls? <laughs> Did she make the calls? Oh, yeah. My Good older person. sister came and bailed me out. Yeah, she's great. Uh, That's nice. You said uh, after college you uh, bounced, or during college. During college, yeah, yeah. bounced for about five years. Okay, and that was all in the Orlando area? All the local UCF bars. Okay, so did you did bars? You didn't do, like, big, like, clubs or anything? I did a couple. They were bars slash clubs. Okay. So it was, like, it was 18 to get in, 21 to drink. There's a DJ, like, a giant dance floor, and then bars on the inside. That was, like, kind of like a club. And then there was a bar on the outside. Okay. Both on almost at every establishment. Really? <laughs> it was all just, just all like the same. That. Yeah, same shit. Just copy and paste it. Yeah. With a different name. So did you when you were bouncing? Did you um, like tell me about bouncing? I want to get to that the fight you were telling me about. But before that, what is it like? Because I know how I was when I was in college and how fucked up I would get. Mm-hmm. And like you know, you pass that point of like from fine to tipsy to like brown out to complete blackout yeah and you try and get in f- i mean I'll, i can speak for myself but trying in fights like you know check the bouncers and stuff how often did, did that happen to you like was that just every another day at work night, everyone i knew you were gonna say that because the place <laughs> wednesdays were the worst and wednesdays fridays and saturdays there was fights every single one of those days okay 100 percent. because wednesdays was something at one of the places i worked out it was free liquor pitchers what do you mean? I'll say that again. Free liquor pitchers. You pay ten. You pay like ten dollars to get in, and then get you, the they would give you a free pitcher of liquor because they they fucking sold wells. Yeah. So they got the bottle for like seven bucks. So if you pay ten at the door, you basically bought a bottle. Yeah. So they would just give you a pitcher of fucking liquor. Oh my god. Yeah, I and can't. it was until twelve at night. So motherfuckers would just be getting absolutely wasted, and the people getting wasted were fucking kids bro they were like in there they were like anywhere between like 18 to 22 is that average age yeah and everyone had fake ids and the people checking the door checking the ids were always fucking high i was checking ids (laughs) (laughs) i was like (laughs) did you see me thinking i was like wait weren't you the one i'm checking ids (laughs) no 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 not that's just a little fun bit but um no but like it was like the kids checking ids were 1920 as well did, now, so if they saw a fake idea, they were just like, <laughs> okay, so you see it. Yeah, because we're yeah, in the restaurant industry, especially when I was living in Daytona during spring break. It's one of those things where it's like you need wow. to card everybody. But it's like, yeah, like if you're going to if you have the balls to pull out an idea and show it to me, I'm like, who am I to say, like, this isn't you? Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of mentality I always had as a server back then. Like, was that the same thing as a bouncer? Like, if you're going to pull this out and show it to me, you're just going to be like, all right, whatever. It was more along the lines of, are you being a dickhead? Okay. Like, I didn't, because my, when you were, the bars I bounced out, I rarely had the check IDs. Okay. I was more or less just like, make sure no one's drinking without a wristband. If they were, take their shit, throw them away, give them a warning, do it again, kick them out. Okay. Or like, if they're real drunk or being an asshole, just kick them out right away. But yeah, most of the time it's like if you have an idea, it looks like you. I'm not a pro at this. It's a dark nightclub. If you're, you're not 20 fucking years old, yeah, yeah, you're fu- you're in college trying to have fun. Have have fucking fun. Yeah, you know, just. But if you're an asshole, I'm gonna kick you out. Okay, that okay. was the kind of mentality. I started bouncing at like 19 or 20. I can't yeah, remember. that's what I figured. Yeah. So I was underage too. So I was just like, hey, don't drink, clock out, and then I go drink. Like it was yeah. a dick. I felt like such an asshole. <laughs> Did you um? 
So you said Wednesdays were the worst because yeah. I still can't get over that free liquor. Liquor pitchers. Oh, and then Friday was like free beer till 12 or some shit. That's insane to me. It is it is insane, bro. These bars, it's all because they could just do wells and really cheap, shitty beer. Yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming because at FAU there's, and I'm sure it's the same. Night Owl, right? Yeah. FAU? Yeah. FAU Owls. Whole oh, burrowing owls. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm assuming it's even more so here at UCF because Orlando's a much bigger city than Boca is. Yeah. There's probably so many clubs that they just have to do something to stay relevant. So that's why they do the free, basically the giveaway shit. Yeah. But doesn't that create problems for you, like when you're working? Like, like how often are the cops being called? How often? Like, is this like every you said, single Wednesday, night. Friday, and Saturday, every single week? Every single night, cops were getting called because cops were already there. Cops, off-duty cops, were stationed outside, okay. just ready. Because that's how often people get in fights. That seems like the definition of hostile work environment. A hundred percent, yeah. But I was, it's, it was super easy money. Yeah. And I didn't really have to do anything. Just, was it fun? Did you have like a good time? Like phenomenal time. Was okay. Like a fucking college kid. Your face before nothing, you said that bro. made me think you're gonna be like, no, it fucking sucked. It's like it, the, <laughs> first, the most dead. The first face. year of it, you love it. Yeah. You're like this. I can't believe I'm getting paid right now. Yeah. I'm hanging out with my all my it's I'm getting paid to work at the place that all my friends go to drink, go to hang out at. I'm talking to like different women, talking to meeting people constantly. It's like this is great. And after a year of that, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to work right now. Okay. And then you just like you get tired of hearing the same song. You just every single night, the DJs, it's different DJs, but they all. They play the same shit because that's what's relevant, you know. Yeah, yeah. They have a couple like cool mixes in between or like some funny quirks, but you gotta play the same shit. So you're hearing the same music every night, and it just gets to a point where you're like, I don't even like drinking anymore. Yeah, like I'm over this. <laughs> like <laughs> just like all these fucking idiots. <laughs> How often did you personally get into fights? Were you fighting all the time too? I was breaking up fights all the time. I never punched anyone while bouncing. Okay, that's. But I've, I've literally had to restrain and carry out. 50 to 100 people I Jeez. Probably more Now did you I'm curious to know this Because I talked to Marcus About this when he worked At Regency um, yeah. Doing security he, he was a little more aggressive Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little A lot of more aggressive He was He's so open about it though Like he's been on this show A couple times And he just is like Yeah I drop kicked a lady Yeah like, She was <laughs> fucking up And I'm like Alright man See before I bounce I would be like You're an animal But like nah man Women will come at you And try to fucking Punch you in the face Yeah Women will try to well, punch you. That's what you. I was going to ask you. It's yeah. insane, bro. Have you ever had to like, you know, th- obviously, I'm sure you have, like throw them over the shoulder and like, we're yeah. leaving. The worst the worst story that I have about a girl at um, I had to kick out of a place, I was actually working a frat party. This girl showed up to the- Oh, f- so the frats would hire you. Yeah. I, was just a well, big- we didn't, we, we had frats, but we didn't have any on-campus housing. So this is new. And I was never in a frat, so this is new to me. Yeah, I just got paid. I would get paid like $100 to just sit in front of a frat party door and they would fucking feed me drinks okay so i had friends in the frat too so yeah. they would just give me drinks and pay me i was like now what do you do yeah. are you checking ids or are you making sure people pay to like get the making cup, sure or? people actually were supposed to be there and then if the people that are throwing the party are like i don't fucking know this kid get rid of him i'd be like you gotta go okay that's simple and then i would like if it was like a big event it would be checking ids making sure they have wristbands okay and that's it so you're at this frat party at a frat party and this girl gets in and she, they let her in because she's like an attractive girl. She and she knows people there. But the problem is, she's starting shit with everyone. And then there's a group of girls there that are like, I guess they're they're the girls are there all the time. Okay. And she's starting shit with them. They're like, what you do you gotta mean, go. Starting to like starting a fight or like talking trash? Like or? about to start a fight. Like okay. these are, like like literally like seven of the girls that are always at that frat house like want to kick the fuck out of this girl. Okay. I don't know why. 
But I was like, all right, if I remove you from here, everything calms down. You got to go. Like, and everyone here wants you gone. I don't know. You got to go. And she's like not leaving. And she, it got to the point where she's like screaming at me. So I just, I don't care. I just, I literally just pick her up yeah, and just walk her out and put her outside. <laughs> and then she's looking at me in the face, picks up the phone and goes, Oh my God, send cops. There. I can't remember the fucking frat's name. He goes, send cops there. They're raping me. Send Are cops right now. Serious? Calls 911. And I have my phone out filming this dumb bitch. I'm filming her faking that. Calling 911. Oh my God. Yeah. And I sent that video to the frat and they have it. Just like, just in case if cops came. No one ended up showing up. So I'm guessing she actually didn't call. She just faked called. Yeah, but she literally did that and was lying. She goes, help me. They're being so mean. I can't believe they're doing this to me. Like, literally, like, faking it. And I was oh just like, God. from there on, I was like, wow, what the fuck? Dude, that makes me so... It was the most frustrating thing to watch in I my can't... life. Well, we both know how Marcus would have handled that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoop <laughs> You're not talking yeah. to anybody with your jaw wired shut. Yeah. But yeah, that was just that. That was like the lowest of the low of like. Yeah, that's the worst experience. You are such you've had. a shitty person. I've, I've met a lot of shitty people working these bars and like dealing with fights, but that girl was just like, oh my god, just a new level. Yeah, I was like, you have no regard for like, Anybody. anything you do. Like you don't care about what happens. That I, I'm, I definitely don't want it. I don't want. But I, what's before we progress here? Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, exactly I don't. I'm not acting like women who get. Actually, our our victims are lying. There's no, there's way not. more victims than there are ones that are lying. But you, there are girls that will lie right to a cop. Yeah, it's like he did something he didn't, and then it's just like, well, you're a guy, so fuck you. You're going to jail now. Yeah, and this well, is how everyone's gonna know you. Yeah, and that's exactly. <laughs> I'm like, glad you what? said that because because <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like, obviously, we're not trying to belittle anything like that, but it's just insane to me. Like you said, when it's someone's word against someone else's word, like it's just and I'm sure it happens in situations, too. Like we see it all the time now with this this Karen situation where a, a white woman or a white guy will call the cops on a black person. Yep. And it's the same exact thing. Karen it's like shit, bro. it's like your word against theirs. And it's like, that's not how this works. Due process. Yeah. It's like and it's gone. Oh, my God. It's it's mind blowing to me. Yeah, man. Let's pivot because I don't want to get too yeah, deep. Yeah, I don't want to dive deeper into this because I don't. I don't want to. I'm not a victim shamer. I'm just no, absolutely saying not. my experiences there, and it, it it blew my mind. That was okay. <laughs> so that's the worst experience. What's yeah. what's probably before we get into the other thing that I really want to talk about. What is probably your favorite experience? Like that was the worst one. Do you have a favorite one between bouncing and like just hanging out? Like, did you like? I don't know, meet somebody crazy or was there a night where you were just kind of like, I can't believe like this is my job or was that just kind of the norm when you were hanging out with your friends getting paid for it? Um, that was really just kind of the norm. There was, it, it is kind of cool whenever, whenever you do actually like breaking up a fight was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it sounds fucked up, but the reason these big dudes are doing that, it's not just for the money. It's cause like, it's kind of cool. You know, it, like you feel it. You're not like Swayze in Roadhouse. Like, <laughs> I'm not kicking bitches in the face. Yeah. Like holding, holding down the law, but it is kind of cool. Like you literally are like coming to save the day in certain instances. That's awesome. But outside of that, it's like not most of the time you're just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Just chilling. And if you didn't have friends, it's miserable. Do you have, the, I'm sure this happens because I was the drunk guy who would go up to the bouncers. Do you have a lot of those guys who come up like, Hey bro, like, yep. like try and be your buddy. So if anything happens, you bro, got their back. They used to offer me cocaine. Really? Yeah, they would offer the bouncer coke. <laughs> That's hilarious. Weird. They would just be like, "You're not a cop, right?" I was like, "No." He's like, "You don't want it?" I was like, "No." 
Look get at a, me. Get away like from I, me. Do I look like I do cocaine? No, dude. All my idols died from it. Like, fuck <laughs> off. No way. <laughs> I'm terrified of coke. Last thing I want to talk about when we're in this bouncing phase. Um, this 100-person brawl that you said you witnessed and were actually a part of. Oh, yeah. What was what was this about? Complete shit show. And it was literally like a week before Christmas. Okay, so this is in Orlando at, uh, is in this or- at a, one of the nightclubs? Yeah, in Orlando at one of the nightclubs. And the reason the brawl happened was because all the like people that were freshmen in college that went away to like FSU, all the different like colleges, UF, yeah. came back and for were Christmas in break, town. Yeah, or for and winter break. Yeah. Everyone wore like their fucking college uniforms. There was college football on. I think, right, they play college yeah, football, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, someone had lost, and it just turned into this shit-talking thing. And the bar was, like, surprisingly busy, and we only had, like, four bouncers. So we were expecting it to be slow because it was a typically slow day. And it got towards the end of the night. It was, like, at 20 minutes before closing. There was probably, like, 10 people fighting inside, which was there was, like, four or five of us. So we are just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, bartenders are jumping over the bar helping us. Like bonsai, they, they realized what was going on, and yeah. it was got to a point where we're like fuck. So we just grabbed this. We have the a DJ cut the music, and we're like everyone's got to go, and we're pushing them all out. Everyone's out beside, and everyone's like standing behind the brawl because we're trying to kick them out. And these dudes are trying to like they're not trying to fight each other anymore. They're trying to fight the bouncers. Okay, they're literally like trying to stick us in the face as we're trying to break the fight and push them out. We eventually push them all outside, and they end up sprinting to the parking lot. And then the whole crowd like stampedes out, and it, I, over a hundred people. They all stampede out. We finally shut the door, bar it shut, and then we look out the back door. And it was literally like a scene from like the fucking Warriors. Are you serious? Just a hundred so people rushes jump, out, and people then just... jumping on cars, fucking running. People were just getting fucking haymakered, fucking blind shot it. What's it called? Cheap shot it. Yeah, yeah. People just sucker getting punched, knocked yeah. out, sucker punched constantly. We were just like, well, we gotta do something. There's no cops here. Yeah. And the cops were on the way, so we fucking all squatted up like f- four or five of us and we just walked out there like back to back like in a circle and just walked through this brawl Spartan style yeah literally Spartan style like if someone was jumping on a car like one of my bouncers were like literally like literally like sweep them off of the car yeah and then like we like no one ended up running at us but it got to the point where some of us like two or three people were like kicking the fuck out of someone so we ran over there and like pulled them off yeah it was just, it was just this horrendous brawl Jesus. and then when the cops showed everyone ran yeah, of course. But it was Fuck. like to the point where it was everyone, and there's like people screaming. They, for, they thought we were cops. They were screaming "fuck the police" to us as if we were a bunch yeah, of cops. I agree with you. Yeah, I know. I'm not a cop. <laughs> Just stop fucking hitting that kid. Yeah, bro. People he can't, he can't move. Bro, people got knocked out all the time, bro. Oh my god. I was very, very comfortable with violence. Yeah, oh yeah. People just got stuck in the face. And you're just like, yeah, shit yeah. happens. Yeah, and then if they Maybe there, watch your mouth next time. Yeah, and if it's like one fight during a busy night, we're not supposed to go outside. Yeah. Because it's like, we're liable. Yeah, you know well, I mean? especially too, not only if, God forbid, something happens, if you go outside and like push someone and they crack their head open, but if you leave the bar, that's one less bouncer inside yep. where there's a shit ton of people. And if I hurt someone, are they going to sue some college student or are they going to sue a bar? They're going to sue the bar. The money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it, it got to a point where it was like morals took over. And it's like, kids are getting fucking jumped. We're going to go out there and do something. Yeah. <laughs> so we all walked out. But yeah, people would get knocked out right in front of me, like the distance, like probably like 30 feet away. And I'm just watching. Fuck. Damn. Sucks, <laughs> God, sucks man, for you, man. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and then the cops will end up showing up. God damn. That's a crazy brawl. 
So you said you don't do cocaine. No. You're not a big, you just smoke weed, not a big drug guy? I honestly stopped smoking weed. It ruins my- oh, did you? Yeah, I used to be a big pothead. used to smoke all, like every day. But now anytime I smoke, I think of all the shit I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. While I'm high. You get anxiety? ruins my eye. Yeah. I, I've tried it a couple times when I was in school and it, I just get so anxious and paranoid that I was like, this isn't, I don't, this isn't fun. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. That's, I eventually got to that point like a year or two ago. Okay. But- you have done mushrooms, though. Yeah, mushrooms. I I'm definitely due for another trip. Okay, definitely Did, due for another one. You you sent that to me. Um, anything anything stick out for mushrooms, or you just enjoy them, or I just um I did them in college when I was like a freshman. Okay, and it was just like how does that come up? Is it just like hey, we got shrooms? Um, you just I had a buddy who had tripped like he trip. He doesn't really do drugs anymore. This dude. Oh really? He used to smoke, I used to smoke weed with this kid all the time. He used to, he probably had tripped like literally like thirty to forty times before I had done anything with him, and he was like nineteen. Damn. So this dude was like tripping balls constantly, and he got to the point where I was like, you know what, fuck it, I, I, I I'm in college. Yeah. I'm gonna have a little fun. Like I was like, you sure it's safe? This is someone I really trusted. Okay. And he's like, dude, I'll be there with you. Everything's gonna be fine. So we take the mushrooms. Craziest fucking trip ever. Like visuals, everything. Uh, we got to the point where I was walking around his neighborhood with him, looking for an alligator to wrestle, which oh was God. really fucking dumb. But I was so I and found, very possible here in Florida. Yeah, very. Yeah, we're in Florida. Make sure people <laughs> could have happened. But yeah, it's it ended up. I, I promise you, it was good. That doesn't make it sound good, but <laughs> it just it was a lot of just opening. It just kind of. I'm not gonna be all woke. Yeah, but it just lets you know. There's it just ha- changes your perspective on a lot of things. Because when you come down and analyze it and you come back to like normal, you're like, wow, everything looks so much better. You felt insanely euphoric. And yeah, I was kind of looking at life as if there was like A, B, and C paths to yeah. go down. Doing shrooms, it didn't give me like, this is what you do. It was just like, hey, there's a D and E also. Oh, okay. They open, it's just like, hey, just keep, be a little more open-minded. It's not just A, B, and C. There's also option D and option E. Yeah. So it, it didn't exactly give me info. It just let me know, hey, there's more answers to it. opened your mind a little everything. bit. Everything, yeah. It literally just helped open my mind. Damn, man. This is that's that's a very positive ad for mushrooms. Yeah, it it was fun. I that's why I say I'm due for another trip. Yeah. Only reason I hadn't was because my mom passed and I was like, there's definitely some shit I'm not letting go of that. Well, I was gonna say like you have to be trip. careful with that, right? Because mm-hmm. on mushrooms, because I, I was always afraid because I've done a lot of different drugs and I was always afraid of mushrooms because in acid, because people were like, if you have bad thoughts, like if you're anxious or depressed or whatever, it'll just amplify that. Like you'll have a bad trip. And so I've always been like, I don't want to have anything to do with mushrooms because I live in anxiety. So I was like terrified of that. But the thing is that it could help you face it. Okay. could really help you face it. Cause if you, if you have a bad trip, it's from two things. It's either you're in a very shitty scenario at the current moment. Yeah. Like something, maybe a fucking cop walks in and he's, or someone's coming after you. Yeah. You're going to have a bad trip. Okay. Or someone's fucking with you. Or you're, you have a bunch of shit you're repressing. Yeah. Like a bunch of, like a bad state of mind or something. Cause that's probably, that's probably where I would be. Yeah. And you, you're going to have a shitty part of the trip or maybe the whole trip's going to suck, but you just got to understand what it is. Understand that the trip isn't real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 real in the sense of you're experiencing, but if you see something, that thing isn't going to kill you. Your mind is putting it there, and it's manifesting because you're not facing something. Okay. And that's where the trip is. Like, for example, I had a friend who, he's uh, one of my very close friends. He ended up coming out of the closet, and 
we always knew he was going to be gay. And what? <laughs> we knew he was still like one of my best friends. Yeah, it's just the way he said it. Yeah, but yeah, but he, we always knew he was going to be gay. <laughs> well, we tripped with him and yeah. he had the worst trip in the world. Oh, because he was miserable. And he just yeah. wasn't. He ended up what he wasn't facing it. Yeah. The dude literally hid in a closet while oh, he was really? tripping. Yeah. Wow. That's. And it, it like came, yeah, it, it was it was nuts. It came to him. Now he's fucking. He's still cool as fuck. But he fine. Eventually came out. We tripped him again. He was fine. Oh he wow! Loved his trip. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's literally like if you have a bad trip, it's because you're not. Fa- Usually, it's from you not facing something. Yeah. Or you could have a bad trip and then you go fucking nuts because you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So don't don't do drugs, but just know that if you do do them, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Just take them for what they are. That's the thing too. Is it's a lot crazy it's, story. That is. Yeah. That's mind blowing how it just you're just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I see the world differently now. Because yeah. I hear that about ayahuasca too in DMT. The, that's a that's like a di- I'm 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 not gonna speak as if I know because I haven't done them. I'm kinda yeah. afraid to do those. Okay. But I've had very close friends like go like try where'd they fucking fly to? Somewhere South America. In, yeah, like, yeah I had a friend. South America. I had a friend do the like same trip. thing. The Ayahuasca Institute. Yeah, he went. Yeah. He went to somewhere out there and had like a shaman and everything. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, like, insane experience. So I have a. <clears throat> he's not really a friend. He's kind of a um, an acquaintance. I know yeah. uh, lives out in L.A., but he talked about it very highly. He said that he had gone to rehabs and treatment centers and detoxes, mm-hmm. and he just could not figure it out. And then he went down to to South America to the Ayahuasca Institute, and they've got doctors and nurses and shamans and people mm-hmm. there to coach you through everything. He said he did that down there, came back. And literally never thought about doing another drug or a drink again. He he said it saved his life. And I, because I had reached out to him because I had heard him tell the story on a podcast. And this is when I was like relapsing and then I'd get three months sober. Then I'd relapse. Then I'd get six months sober. Then I relapse. So I reached out to him. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. And so he had sent me a lot of the information. I just never did it because I didn't have really good insurance and I didn't have any kind of money to do it. So I never did it. But uh, he swore by it. Yeah, it's healing. Yeah, so I think it's that same kind of I I don't know because again I've never done mushrooms and I've only heard stories about the ayahuasca thing, but it's that opening up your mind to kind of face what you're repressing so you can get over it. Well, it, it just I, what I think it is. I think you eventually you not literally but metaphor you kind of step outside your own body. And yeah, you get to look at yourself. Like uh, the one thing I do vividly remember when I was on shrooms is I felt like. I was watching myself go like an out of body experience. I literally felt like I was watching an avatar of me. Oh my like, God. I felt like I was third person in a video game. Yeah. Like it was weird. Like it was that to the point of like, I was almost, I was still there, but I was like disconnected in a, almost like a good way. Oh, that's awesome. Like it's super just, you, you take a step back from everything else. That's bullshit. It can help you reflect on it. Well, that's another thing too, is a lot of people, just need to take a step back and pause and myself included. And yeah. that's, that's cool. That that was something that was able to do that for you. That's why people meditate. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like little mini forms of a trip. I guess. I've, <laughs> I've tried to meditate out of, we did guided meditation in one of the detoxes that I was in mm-hmm. and the dude was so good at it. It was, he was into the transcendental meditations that he was so good at like guiding us and literally same kind of thing where you almost come like out of your own body and I would try to do it on my own. And I was like, I'm fucking, I'm not good at this. I had a body shoot. I, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Dude, I used to get it weekly. I get it all the time. Yeah. I had it, I had it a couple days ago. Yeah. Literally I, literally, I had a dream inside of a dream. Thought I woke up. Nope. Another fucking dream. Yep. And it got to the point where I was in my room, but it was very dark. And you can't and I move. I couldn't see it. I went to move my foot. I felt like I only went this far. 
and I thought I kicked someone. And I thought someone was there and I just started screaming. Yeah. I'm screaming, who the fuck is that? I'm screaming? I'm trying to I'm trying to scream. That's why I'm screaming in my head. In your head, trying you're to not. You're literally you're trying you're, to jump up and you're, you're just sitting doing there. the eye thing, trying to yeah. like get up. And you get just up, wake up, get up in a cold sweat. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, fuck. I fucking God, hate that shit. Damn it. <laughs> my um my ex fiance said, um, because I used to get night terrors too. Mm-hmm. So now I always have to sleep with my headphones in because I need background noise to distract my crazy brain. But I used to not. I, before I knew like how to deal with it, and mm-hmm. I, she would wake me up at least once a month and be like, "You punched me in the head again, or you're screaming again," because I would just snap. Like in my dream, I would just snap. And you know, you have either the sleep paralysis or the super lucid dreams where you feel like it's really happening, yep. and you like panic in your dream. So your lucid dream or two? Yeah. Yeah. In that same dream, I was following around my brother after I woke up from the second one, hitting him in the arm. Saying, is this real? Hello? Yeah. Like hitting him. I have the had shit's fucking weird, man. The scariest lucid dream I had was I woke up from a dream inside a dream and went into the bathroom. And as soon as I shut the door, fucking Freddy Krueger was right behind it. Mother but it looked fuck. so real. Because, you know, it's a dream in a dream. so you And it's lucid. So you're very aware of everything that's happening. And I remember walking into the bathroom, shutting. And dude, as soon as I saw that, I shot out of my bed freezing cold covered in sweat and i was i didn't sleep for like two days the fucking bathroom i was like (laughs) how old were you how old were you i was like 26 (laughs) that because i had an almost identical dream but it wasn't freddy krueger i literally i woke up it it was just a very all i remember from the dream i still remember this day it must have been like 16 17 i woke up got out of bed went into the bathroom shut the door i looked in the mirror and out of nowhere I, i must have just saw like Fucking paranormal activity or something. Yeah. But my body literally just flew and slammed into the ceiling. And then as I was coming down, I hit the floor. I woke up. And I was just like, I got to go to the bathroom. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> my, uh, terrified. my brother taught me this trick. Because um, like I said, my brother's incredibly intelligent. We're trying to get him on the podcast. I don't know if he's going to come on or not, though. But went to Cornell, PhD. I'm smart. He's the and, reason you walked at graduation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm a yeah. good callback. I'm <laughs> smart, but my brother makes me look like I'm TikTok. Like my brother like makes smart people look dumb. It's annoying. My brother's becoming a doctorate right now. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of parallels here. Yeah. Yeah. So um <laughs> but annoying. he told me he was babysitting us once because he's six years older than me. So we weren't super tight. Obviously, he's a lot older than I am, so he had his own life going on. But uh I remember and I never forgot this. I must have been five or six years old. He sat me down and he said, uh he said, why won't you go to bed? And I said, I'm scared because I had nightmares. And still to this day, like I said, if I don't sleep with my headphones in, I'll have nightmares. I have nightmares every night. And he goes, listen, your nightmares are just something that your brain is manifesting. He goes, you know what your brain can't manifest? And I said, what? He goes, you dying. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. So in your dream, if someone's chasing you or if someone's trying to kill you, just stop. Stop. And close your eyes real tight and you'll wake up. And to this day, I still do that. Like if I'm in a dream and I'm trying to run, but I'm like, I'm like, why am I running? Just stop. And I immediately wake up. That's it works works. because your brain can't fathom you dying. That's why when you fall in a dream before, like right as you hit the ground, you wake up because your brain can't calculate that. Or at least that's what he told me. And I believed him. And I still do that to this day. But damn, I've never been chased in a dream. Really? Which would be terrifying. Is I can't. I'm fat. I can't run. Fast. I have dreams all the time. Yeah, man. So like, I would so easily. So off topic, but I'd get caught. <laughs> I have dreams all the time where I'm like trying to run, and I'm like, I know I can outrun this part. Like I'm an athlete in my head, yeah. but I'm like, feel like I'm going through water. It's the yeah. fucking. 
I hate dreams. Um, yeah, let's get, let's get back on track. What were we even talking? Uh, well, that, that mushrooms. On tra- was, mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, dream is your dreams. dream is just a trip, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we brought it full it's, circle. It's on track, kind of. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you um, about the war zone thing. Yeah, because that is blowing up. Like you said, what are you up to? Like a hundred thousand on YouTube subscribers? I'm at now? like ninety-seven point five k subs on YouTube. Okay, come on, be. everybody, get on there. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah. If you play video games, you know me. Or if you have a, a child that plays video games, he knows me. Yeah. Most likely, he, my audience is 99.9% men. Yeah. Yeah. You said either games. kids or guys that look like you? Yeah. That's what it is. What, um, but how did that start? Are you a big Warzone guy? Have you always been a big Call of Duty guy? Like, I've how did that happen? Always obsessed with video games. Okay. Super. I, I love video games like crazy. I would like, <laughs> I still don't, to this day in high school, I don't know how I function, but I would literally. Because I played football, so I would get off, get out of school, do football practice, go to the gym, come home, and play video games till like four in the morning. Okay, and then get every like night get up three hours of sleep, and then yep, and then sleep in class. Yeah, and then do it again. I was what was your game back then? Back then, how you're twenty four? No, I'm twenty eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm born in ninety three. My game back then in high school was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay, the first one. Call yeah, Duty I remember. 4, and um, Gears of War. <laughs> Gears of War. Okay, you were a Gears guy. Yeah. I was a Halo guy. You were Halo. Oh, I, well, before I had the original Xbox, played Halo too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought I was good. I sucked at it <laughs> once I started playing online. Didn't get oh my god! Rank. Same thing. I got to college. I got to FAU in 2007, mm-hmm. and that's when every that's when everyone was kind of started doing the online thing because you know six, seven, eight, nine. Um, that's when online gaming kind of started to take off. Yeah. And I thought I was good at Halo, and then I went on there. Shout out to Jason Harmon and Mike Lockley. Um, Mike Lockley lives here in Orlando, but they fucking destroyed everybody. <laughs> they would do it That's with good. the, I think it was the original Halo. It was because they would run with the original pistol, charge it up, hit you, your shield will go away, and then they just bash you and you're dead. Mm-hmm. And oh man, they used to run the table. Were you um always good at games? I was always out of my friend group. I was uh, like my immediate friend group. Yeah. I was always like the best at video games in that group. Okay. And that eventually led me to like meeting other kids in school that played. That I'm still friends with to this day. Okay. Like I still the person I played Call of Duty Four with, I play with almost every night in Warzone. Okay. Like it's been over ten years of playing games Damn. together. Yeah. And now you do like the you're like a in that world now, right? That whole gamer world. You do the Twitch streams. You do the. Um, I started. I started on doing YouTube because I don't have a Twitch following. Okay. But I have this pretty sizable YouTube following, so it's like, why am I gonna get you to go from one platform to the other? If you're already here. Yeah. Because if I go live, they all get notified. So it's like, yeah, we'll just keep it here. Any, oh, so you just go live on YouTube. Engaged. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. How did, um, because I just saw these videos recently. So I guess what I'm trying to dig at, like the root is like, what made you decide to start doing these wars? Have you been doing this for a while? Or? I have been making like the, funny videos since fucking like middle school. Okay. But I, I always, ne- I never really did good with them. And then. I started making sketches when I started doing stand-up comedy. Sketches is what got me into stand-up, actually. Okay. On top of, like, taking the classes, I was afraid to still do stand-up. So I was like, oh, I can do sketches and be funny. Yeah, because it's it's very vulnerable to do stand-up because it's yeah. just you, and it's just your thoughts. Exactly. So and if people like, don't do... laugh, you're like, oh, I'm a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so I made sketches, and they fucking... The first, I got lucky. The first one I made did very well. Second one I made was funny, and then everything after that sucked. It was a pile of dog shit. Okay. Awful. And I was like, how do I get funnier and i was like what's the most the rawest form of comedy 
stand-up comedy. So yeah. I was like, I'll try that. And then my excuse for doing comedy was like, I'm just doing this so I can get better at the sketches. Yeah. That was what pushed me in to have that excuse of like, I'm not really trying at this. Yeah. So if I'm I just do doing bad, it, yeah. you know, if I'm bad, I'm bad. And then I end up falling in love with it. Now it's that's the main goal for me is to do that. Okay. So but what led you... to the war zone is where you're asking. Yeah, right? that will because you said you started with the sketches and that pushed you into comedy. Yeah. But then because we brought this up, Marcus and I were sitting at, I think it was a Waffle House, like a few months into the quarantine. Mm-hmm. We we're sitting there talking, and this is what I was telling you about earlier, where we were kind of like, um, we need to do something. Like, we need to figure something out to do in this quarantine. Because Kermit was making his videos, you were making your videos, Ben was doing the table thing. And we were inspired by what you guys were doing, that we were like, we need to start doing this. But I had always known... You know, since you started doing comedy, because I came down here two years ago to watch that Mark Norman show, yeah. and I, I that's when I first saw you perform. But Marcus has always spoken highly of you. Like I've always seen you on social media, doing shows and stuff. So I knew you did comedy, mm-hmm. but I think it was at the beginning of the quarantine was when I first saw that War Zones uh, skit that you did yeah. about the stairs. Oh, that was yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, that was the first video I made that hit a million on YouTube. Okay, yeah, and so. That was something that you had just done, though, correct? That wasn't something you did years ago and it resurfaced. Uh, I, uh, I did it for a similar reason to why you wanted to do stuff. It was almost like the fear of missing out. Of, okay. Like, these comics are uh, – these aren't like people that were like, oh, their dad's in the business and gave him a shot. These are comics that I've done shows with that yeah. are becoming famous right in fucking front of me. Yeah. It was like I got to see Ben Brainerd and my other friend Jeff Wright – Go from having oh yeah, almost, Jeff got the writing yeah, yeah, yeah. Go from almost having no following to over a million followers, basically famous. And I was like, they just did it in front of me. I need to grab a piece of this. Like, yeah. I need. To, what are they doing differently? We thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. we just watched this happen yeah. three times. It, it, it was really reassuring though. But it was just like, all right, I'm clearly it's not a rigged game. What am I doing wrong? I had to really look at what I look like. Why am I not doing getting the numbers I should? And I had to adjust and. I just started really tripling down. So that's when the, the Warzone kind of the Call of Duty yeah. thing. You're like, oh, I was like, I'm this. playing Warzone right now. What what is huge right now? Warzone. It's I guess it's a niche, a niche thing. Cause yeah. like, but if you play Warzone, I was like, this game is fucking broken. There's so many issues. I'm gonna make fun of this game <laughs> relentlessly and as much as I can. And I started just putting my frustrations in the comedy videos. Yeah, and people just shared the fuck out of them. Dude, they were like, this awesome. happened to me yesterday. Yeah. It was like, oh, this this glitch got me killed yesterday. Yeah. I just got stuck in this yesterday. And everyone was just sending it to their groups. Okay. Like, I get messages like, yo, I share your videos to my to my group that plays Warzone. Love your shit. It's That's all awesome, that. Man. Yeah, it's all, but it's, they all look like me. So it's all <laughs> fucking, I'm not getting laid off this ever unless I want big dudes my size to pipe me. <laughs> it's like, it's all dudes like me. Dude, but that's still so cool because <laughs> it's. It's just that thing where it's like, yeah, if you like you said, and that's a perfect way to phrase it. It's not the game is not rigged like you just have to do something that people are interested in. And that's that's one of the weird things, because I've had this conversation a million times with comics I've had on here um, with other artists. Like I've had musicians on and stuff like that. And we've talked I've had actors on and we've talked about it. But it's that weird thing of and I always reference this quote, but Kyle Kinane always says, like, I don't need all of you. I don't need all of you. Mm-hmm. I just need a few of you who give a shit. And that's it. That's all I need. I just need enough people to fill up a room. That's yeah. not everyone. That's 200, 300 people. That's it. Exactly. And so that's how I've always kind of approached it. And you have are the perfect example of that with the Warzone thing. Like you said, it's kind of a niche thing. 
But yeah. there are enough people who are very passionate about their game, their video games, and that game in particular. Like, I love that game. I play that game all the time. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I saw that video and I was like, dude, this is fucking hilarious. Especially because you have the three or four different characters. Yeah. But they're all, obviously, they're all you. But it's just like, you know, you change your shirt or you put on a hat. Yeah, change your shirt, turn the hat backwards. Or yeah, something. you do the voice for the one guy where you're like, guys. Oh, the nerdy guy? Yeah. yeah. Bro, you play Warzone? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get a game in. Yeah. Or something. I'm so bad at <laughs> it. it. doesn't matter. But, uh, man, this was awesome. I really appreciate you coming out. Plug everything one more time from the YouTube to the podcast to everything. Um, yeah, the main thing is um, two things I really, if you want to check me out, is YouTube, just YouTube.com slash Jake Ricca, and then my Instagram, which is just Jake Ricca. It's J-A-K-E-R-I-C-C-A. Okay. That's it. I always said Rika. It's because that's how it's spelt. I don't know. Maybe my dad was wrong. When he told me you how go to by, you it. say Rika though. It's Rika, yeah. It's always been my, my parents told me it's Rika, but it, if you read it, it says Rika. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't even get caught up. If you call me Rika, I don't think too. I don't think twice about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's me. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't bother me. That and then a uh, cup of jokes. Yeah, we have a podcast on Apple, iTunes. Just how it sounds, cup of jokes instead of cup of Joe in the morning. It's cup of jokes. The hosts are Jake and Joe, so Jake plus Joe is joke. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, it's a little more. When does that drop? When does that come out? Um, Every Wednesday we got episodes, and we just had our 100th. Oh, congratulations. Episode. So, yeah, and we're ramping up, hopefully getting, like, uh, start filming the pod. Yeah. You know, it's a bitch to film. Oh, dude. It's a pain in the ass. Dude. Everyone's like, you should film it. You should. I'm like, yeah, I should. I know I should. Yeah, you want to edit that shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. idiot? <laughs> <laughs> I've had people reach out to me and be like, I'll edit it for free. I go, absolutely not, because yeah, I've done look. shit for free, and you don't care if you do it for free. Yeah. Um. Again, man, I really appreciate you coming on here. Hopefully, we can push you over that 100,000 mark on the subs. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. Check out BrennanTComedy.com for my upcoming dates. Thank you again, Jake, for coming out, and we will talk to you all next week. Peace.